We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. I'm Tom Moeller. Our national anti-police culture got a wake-up call with the heroism and murder of Boulder Police Officer Eric Alley during the King Supers tragedy where 10 souls were massacred. Police Chaplain Mike Williams is with me reflecting on the heroism that got built into the fabric of Officer Talley. We'll hear from Mike right after this from cowboy poet Jeff Hildebrandt and his view from the pew. Luke 15 is a parable that's valuable today because it shows what we can do if someone goes astray. A shepherd found a missing lamb, all tangled up and scared, then led it back to safety. And now that story's shared to remind us there's a shepherd who looks out for me and you. When we're all tangled up and scared, he's there to pull us through. When it comes to ever after, we're the reason why he came. And we'll find that saving shepherd when we call on Jesus' name. So let's follow his example and encourage those we know to take the path less traveled and then join them as they go. Share our trials and successes. Share our triumphs and our pain. Share the love we feel from Jesus and the fact that he'll remain to be their loving shepherd, to protect and to provide. Share the fact that Jesus sent us to walk right by their side. And remind them they're the reason why the great good shepherd came. So when they're tangled up and scared, they should trust in Jesus' name. I'm Jeff Hildebrandt, and that's my View from the Pew. What's yours? Thanks, Jeff. Jeff's new book, A View from the Pew, is available at Amazon.com. Search for A View from the Pew by Jeff Hildebrandt. My guest is a person who uh, I really have come to love and respect, and uh, I call upon him when things uh, take place in our in our world that... Uh, uh, that he can address. And I'm speaking about M.C. Williams uh, from the Centurion Law Enforcement Ministry, a ministry to police officers. And, Mike, so glad to have you with me. Well, again, it's such an honor, uh, Tom, to be able to to be with you on your show and uh, hopefully uh, shed some light on some of the issues that we're dealing with. Uh, you and I were in contact with each other almost immediately after the Boulder police officer was murdered uh, in the King Supers. Um, And uh, you so graciously said, I'm available if you want me. And I certainly said, yeah, yeah, I want you to to come. I want to talk about our culture, the kind of world we're living in, and how uh, you've been a police officer for how many years? So almost... uh I finally retired the uniform in October after 34 years, but I'm still in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much wearing what you see today as a plain clothes uh, detective. Uh-huh. So coming up on uh, advancing past 35 years, um, so, uh, and only about half of that as a believer. Uh-huh. 
Well, I want to uh, touch on your observations when you began police work sure. as as an unbeliever, and then um, uh, you had since become a believer and a minister to police. And then I want to touch upon the differences that you see today from 30, 40 years ago and do some reflection on what does that say about the end times, which we know about? What does that say about uh, the disintegration of our culture, uh, of our of our country, of our world? And, and all of that, of course, in some sense is um, uh, speculative because we don't know the time nor the date, nor right. should we, and we shouldn't speculate on timing. And sometimes it's hard to know just exactly. And I think, honestly, God made it hard for us to know exactly where the things we're seeing in Scripture will come to pass so that we don't uh, exert uh, our opinions on whatever God wants to do. You know, we, we're much more dependent upon him. So uh, from the vantage point of a, of a man of God in law enforcement for 34, 35 years, what's the difference now versus what you saw when you first entered law enforcement? Well, let me just say this from a from perspective of when I say unbeliever, too, I look back on where I, where I started from. I've always believed in God, but then so does the devil. Mm-hmm. So I like to, people say, oh, I believe in God. Yeah. So does the devil. Huh. Um, I, I was raised in a liturgical um, uh, church, religious type entity. In fact, much the same way as um, as our slain brother in, in Boulder. In that in that worldview, I uh, came to faith uh, many years later. Genuine faith. It was other cops who led me to faith. But when I look back on where we're at, some of the things remain the same. Our profession is while God-ordained, only one of two professions in the Bible that are specifically ordained, one is law enforcement, one is the pastoral ministry. Um, Romans 13, 1 through 4 says we are God's ministers for good and we're a terror against evil. I actually believed that when I first started, and, and even more so now since I've come to faith. But our profession, my profession, is a true mission field. The vast majority of police officers do not have a saving faith. Thus, my call to ministry. Uh, my my goal in part is selfish. I want to spend eternity with my heroes, and my heroes are my fellow officers. So that's part of the um, that's part of the call. Um, that being said, I would say that what we're seeing today within the law enforcement profession in our country is the are the worst conditions the worst overall issues, certainly in my lifetime. We are seeing a a level of evil on multiple fronts, unlike anything that we've ever dealt with. We've always dealt with evil. Uh, There was a time until relatively recently uh, that we were allowed to be what God called us to be, a terror against evil. Now, I'm talking about a righteous terror against evil. Our law enforcement code of ethics, which is written in 1957, ends with a, a call to God to to be his righteous examples for that. Uh, to be literal ministers, where it simply means servant for good and a terror against evil. We're no longer allowed to be a terror against evil. And because 
we've been restrained, I believe. Evil is flourishing in an incredible way. But none of this is none of this is news to God. He knows this is coming. I believe we're really close. I totally uh, uh, concur with you that we're not to uh, put dates on anything. But, boy, we need to be uh, students of the Word. And the Word is telling us, wow, we're really getting close. And I never believed when I first got saved that I would see rapture. But now I wouldn't be. First of all, I'd welcome it. Uh-huh. But but my my thought process as a minister of the Word is I want to get as many cops as I can in a headlock before I get raptured out of here. It doesn't work that way, but that's the call. Mm-hmm. And so we're seeing what we saw in Boulder uh, was a level of evil, an unprecedented level of evil. And I say unprecedented. We're seeing this more and more. Uh, I look back on my career and I wonder the number of times that I thought I was dealing with somebody who was mentally ill, when in reality I may have very well been dealing with some level of demonic possession and especially when I look in the eyes of, of what occurred in Boulder, am I seeing that or is it mental health or is there a combination of the two? And how is, I can't certainly write down in a police report. Upon arrival, I found an individual under demonic possession. Right. Then my supervisor would be calling me and goes, where, where, can, where can I find that in the law? Uh, uh, no yeah. place. Yeah. So that's where we're at. Uh, what is the mindset, uh, the thinking of uh police officers generally that you come in contact with as they look at, and because certainly whether they're saved or unsaved, if they've been a police officer for any length of time, they've seen the transition and the multiplication of evil. What, what, uh, what are their fears? What are their strengths? What are their preoccupations? What are their frustrations? Well, you know, Tom, as I look at what happened in Boulder, we still do the same things we always done. Eric ran to the sound of gunfire. The gunfire stopped when Eric engaged the killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, other people run away, and that's a natural response. But we, we've been called and ordained, and I would say God made us a certain way to run to the sound of gunfire. It's it's, it's not intuitive. Uh, to the public, but it's intuitive for us. We run to the sound of gunfire. We're still not afraid to do those things. We, the average police officer, lives to do those things, to serve, to protect. We would have, I can tell you, we would have done anything to stop that carnage, and and in fact, the carnage got stopped because uh, God's minister engaged evil. Now, having said that, my brethren are fleeing the profession, not because of the evil in the world that we face, but because of evil that comes from within. When I say within cowardly leadership within the law leadership in law enforcement, but cowardly leadership in government, and I think this is all still part of our Second Thessalonians, uh, seeing the man of lawlessness upon us. We're seeing Isaiah 5.20 being played out before our eyes. Evil, what God says is evil, is being called good, and what God says is good is being called evil by our society. So we're fleeing. Why? Well, you want to call it the defund the police mentality or our Colorado bill, which took takes away some of the protections we've always had, 
or the bill in California, which will essentially make police officers labeled as terrorists if they hold to a Christian worldview. That's where we're at today. You talk about cowardly leadership. Um, You also talk about how you as police officers, and I agree with you that God has constituted you, uh, equipped you to run to the danger, to run to the gunfire. Um, uh, This this is a a gift from God to the rest of us who are protected by you. Yes. Um, So what we're finding uh, is not only in terms of perhaps the leadership of some law enforcement uh, organizations, uh, enforcement people, certainly the civilian leadership of uh, some governments is uh, a failure of their, their role, a failure of, uh, of their leadership, a cowardice that, that they have, and a, really a failure to see um, action and reaction. Right. That's correct. Uh-huh. Uh, we are seeing, like I state, uh, said, uh, a level of evil that is unprecedented in my view. But it is as if government is working hand in hand with Satan. Satan dancing a jig, if you will, uh, and even unfortunately, even Christians living in fear instead of stepping out in faith. And so we're. Law enforcement in America can only do what we serve the public, and we can only do what the public and the government allow us to do. When we're restrained from taking on evil, when we're vilified for taking on evil, when we are ourselves called evil, then the enemy, that is our common enemy and Satan and demonic forces in general, are given free reign. They're no longer being restrained. Having said that, our king is still on the throne. Mm. The greatest warrior, the greatest cop of all history, Jesus Christ. We celebrated the empty tomb. He's coming out victorious. We know who's in charge. And for us who are believers, we need to, especially now, maybe perhaps more than ever, uh, our patriotism aside, and I'm a patriot, um, I believe we need to be cleaving to our king and understand that as believers, we occupy here. We're being used for a season. And perhaps that season's coming to an end, but we know how it ends in the end. It seems like the cowardice that that you're describing among our civilian leaders and among, unfortunately, among some police leaders uh, is... uh, it's eroding them, but it also, I found that it is producing a lot of fear in other people, Christians also, who shouldn't be fearful because Jesus is our Lord, no matter what befalls us, no matter where we are in the coming of the end times. Uh, we are called to look up and to serve, continue serving God like we always have, and we always will until we're called. Well, we God 365 times in Scripture at least says, fear not. In fact, I can find nowhere in Scripture that we're told to fear anything except for fearing the Lord himself 
which is a completely different context. And we should. The unbeliever, in fact, should be very afraid. And that's part of my call to ministry is to, uh, I mean, the average police officer, average citizen, I would even say, believes that they get to go to heaven because they're a good person in their view. Uh, they're a good person. Um, they do good things, and God has to let them into heaven, unless they're a Hitler or a Stalin, as one guy once told me. Yeah. And I'm, I have to tell my, my, my brethren, we cannot badge our way into heaven. Mm-hmm. There is no, none of us are good. He yeah. says clearly none are good. But for that person who's been born again, we should be living our faith out loud. Now, is it natural? Well, nobody, nobody wants to get COVID-19 and, and suffer. Mm. Although I would say that the, I mean, the, the numbers are real clear. Our chances of being uh, killed by COVID are very rare. Even for those of us who have a, a higher, uh, level of um, risk, mm-hmm. as it were. But us as believers need to be living our faith out loud. And I have watched people who call themselves Christians cowering before this disease, which is part of the just another symptom of these end times, yeah. another sign of the end times, mm-hmm. cowering before this disease, uh, refusing to live out uh, live in faith, uh, refusing to join, I mean, our call to be in fellowship with one another is not optional. Uh, I praise God that I'm part of a church that says, my pastor has said, we will never close the doors of our church again. Mm-hmm. I praise God for that kind of courageous leadership. Whereas I can turn on the news yesterday and I watched, they, they picked the wrong kind of pastor, but so-called uh, folks who, even pastors who are living in fear. Mm-hmm. We need to be living our faith out loud with what I call a code three. That's a police talk for lights and siren, sense of urgency to live our faith in such a way that we're doing, that, that we're living out our great commission call for service uh, in, in a way that we've never even perhaps lived it before. There needs to be a sense of urgency. And, and that's really where we're at. Uh, I think these are exciting times. I think it's cool that we could be almost, we, we're almost home. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, the scripture says that there's going to be an increase in lawlessness in the last days. And certainly what you have described is indicating that. And you and I talked about uh, second, uh, first Thessalonians. Uh, it flipped over to first, uh, we were talking about right. second Th- Thessalonians, but uh, my Bible flipped right. on me. Uh, but this comes up uh, to, I think, what God wants me to underscore for you. But we beseech you, brethren, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work be at peace among yourselves. And we honor, exhort you, brethren, admonish the idle, uh, encourage the faith heart of the faint-hearted and help the weak. That, that really is, is uh, a word for all seasons, but especially for this season in terms of what we've been describing. Well, certainly, you know, my call, obviously, my primary call in ministry uh, is to my own in law enforcement. Yeah. So bringing the word primarily to unbelievers, again, I use that word in from a biblical context. An unbeliever is that person who 
does not have a genuine, uh, born-again, saving faith in Christ alone versus a simple um, non-Greek word use of the word believe. Mm -hmm. The word believe in in the Bible, pisteo in the Greek, is literally uh, to be all in, a complete surrender in faith to Christ. Uh, That doesn't even represent most people who call themselves Christians, unfortunately. But again, I live in a world where the average police officer takes an oath. There's still a few places where we, when we raise our hand, we say, so help me God. Uh, and there's places in the oath where it says, or, or whatever else you want to believe in. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, my, my law book is the Bible. Uh, that's first and foremost. All laws are based on scriptural, a scriptural focus. Mm-hmm. And people say, well, separation of church and state. And I'll have to hand them a copy of the Constitution and please show me what page of the Constitution that's in there. Of course, they can, they can't find it because it's not there. Uh, but again, uh, the call is uh, for me uh, selfish. Obviously, I want to spend eternity with my brothers. But I still believe that if we fill our roles in law enforcement and in government with genuine born again believers who will govern from a biblical worldview on a, on the focus of Christian love, that we can change our communities. We can change our state, and we can change our nation and our world. I still believe there's time left where the Lord's hand will be lifted up just for a moment to give us a little longer, but with the goal is to get as many brothers and sisters saved as we can before we don't have any time left. Uh, But again, um, I'm certainly angered and concerned by uh, the things we're seeing in law enforcement there's a trial going on in Minnesota today, uh, so much of which is based on a lie and a series of lies, which played have played intentionally, I believe, right into the hand of the devil. Now, I'm not saying that uh, Mr. Chauvin did a wonderful job with George Floyd. Quite frankly, I've looked at this again and again. I've read the policy and procedure manuals for the Minneapolis Police Department some of which have now been changed in response to this. I've watched again and again from the perspective of an educated outside viewer. I've been asked about this many times. um, And there is no way that one can logically look at what occurred in Minneapolis and say this this was a valid excuse to loot, burn, destroy, and riot all across our country. I don't believe that. I think it's totally a tool of the enemy. Um, in a real world, I'm not sure how the other three officers can even be convicted. I'm not entirely sure that that uh, Mr. Chauvin can be convicted of murder. He may be convicted of negligence. I can see an argument for that. Um, but again, the mainstream media is not telling us the truth. We're not seeing the whole picture. And even in that trial, we're seeing a level of evil which I never would have believed when I took my first oath and started this profession. Tell us uh, in the closing minute and a half, two minutes, um, what we can do for you, for other police officers, um, and uh, (laughs) for our country. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Well, here's here's, here's my call. 
I believe that most uh, most Christians are supportive of law enforcement. I do too. Um, but they're silent. They've been silenced by the media. I would encourage them not to believe mainstream media. First and foremost, I would encourage them to pray for law enforcement and our government. I encourage them to pray for our president because I think the alternative is untenable. To pray for the vice president, who could very well be president, I think, sooner than later, because the alternative is untenable. So support your law enforcement. Stand up in America. We can still write our representatives, call our representatives, and there are employees and say, stop what you're doing and do the right thing. And the right thing is to support our law enforcement. The vast majority of law enforcement officers suit up every day with the intention of going out and doing the right thing. And part of the reason we're seeing the lawlessness today with all the other things we've talked about is now police officers are more afraid of, we used to say, rather be buried by 12 are tried by 12 than buried by 6. Mm-hmm. Well, most police officers today, I believe, just the opposite. They are terrified, rightly so, of being vilified for doing their jobs. And they need, we need the backing of the public we serve versus the lies that they're being spewed by mainstream media and the pundits. M.C. Williams, Centurion Law Enforcement Ministry, God bless you and your ministry to law enforcement, and really as a spokesman, uh, a godly spokesman for uh, the vast majority of law enforcement people. Thank you for being with us. It's always an honor to be here with you, Tom. Appreciate it. A light and siren sense of urgency from police chaplain M.C. Williams. Be all in for Jesus, all in, and not fearing. That's a call to you and to me as civilians and a call to pray for our police. Thank you for joining us along the way today and join me weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 94.7 FM The Word as I introduce the teaching features along with the traffic and the weather. Then, back here on weekends on Along the Way. Talk to you then.